everybody. It's Sunday, September 13th. It is football Sunday. Thank God. But this is an episode of the Hardcore Smarks, a show where a couple of know-it-all smart marks talk about their hardcore obsessions. As always, I'm Zachary, the host. And as always, with me is J-Bone, Stretch, and Wally5. Guys, how are we doing? Fantastic. Happy birthday to the birthday boy, Stretch. Happy birthday to the baby. Happy birthday. Thank you. (laughs) A very special episode where we just talk about Stretch all episode long. (laughs) Uh-oh. Stretch, take us back to the beginning. Well, we don't, we don't have uh, you know, eight hours to allocate to the podcast. So. Well, in that case, let's switch it over to a different topic. Let's talk about our favorite wrestlers post-2010. Uh, much like the, our pre-2010 episodes, we each nominated three wrestlers. We had one kind of 13th nominee. So let's quick go through who we nominated. Um, I'll start that off. I had Johnny Gargano, Finn Balor, and Tommaso Ciampa. Wally, who'd you have? Adam Cole, AJ Styles, and Cody Rhodes. Stretch. I went Kenny Omega, Shinsuke Nakamura, and CM Punk. J-Bone? I had Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, and Brock Lesnar. And then for our 13th, we had Okada out of New Japan. Okay, so he is the birthday baby boy. Stretch, who do you want to start off with this week? Oh, hang on. Before we do that, uh, once again, in-ring out of 15, mic skills and look out of 10, and our tangible flex category out of 5. So go ahead. Right. Okay. So first off, I think uh, let's, go, let's go Cody Rhodes first. Go Cody Rhodes. Also this time, so I, I, I made a nice nerdy spreadsheet, so I don't have to do math. <laughs> it's going to be much quicker, and it will rank in real time. So it's be fun. So Cody Rhodes, so let's start off their stretch with your <clears throat> in-ring uh, in ring, I gave Cody Rhodes an eleven. Eleven. All right. Let's just go ahead and round robin before we discuss there. J Bone. I gave. Uh, I gave him a ten. I and gave him a twelve. I gave him a twelve. As did I. Good to see we're all on consensus on that one. Mm-hmm. Wow. I once again, I I really think that this list as far as in ring is better than the one we did yeah. a week ago. All I would these, agree. Pretty much all these guys are solid in the ring, so it's it's tough to deviate i can't really give anybody it's hard to for me without giving anything away it's really hard for me to give anybody below a 10 on maybe one person below a 10 on this yeah. list so right one person. <laughs> yeah so let's uh dare it down a little bit let's talk a little bit about cody's entering uh he's, he's definitely improved since his wwe days yes if his career was solely based on just wwe i probably would have ranked him a lot lower but I feel like he's gotten a lot more. Obviously, he's an executive vice president of AEW. He's gotten a lot more creative freedom. To, I, well, so. and I, I just think WWE dropped the ball with him. Like oh, they did. They one hundred percent. This the is board. like this is like WCW letting Stone Cold go and somebody else turning him into a star. This is the same thing. WWE right. had a star, did not realize it, let him go, and now this guy is a freaking star. So. Right. Yeah, it's one of those things. Well, I, think it, I think it's hard to keep everybody, though, for WWE's, you know, in defense. Yeah. I think it's hard to keep every person. There's going to be people that slip through the cracks here and there. You know? I know, but right. you, it's better for WWE when they let the shitty people slip through the cracks. I was not, just about not, to say not the, that. Not the, not the star. This <laughs> guy's the, a star. So if you let Rusev slip through the cracks, who gives a shit? Yep. So this is, this is a, a guy that they, they could have, you know, like I said, this is like WCW with Stone well, Cold to me. Well, plus, so. 
plus he he has lineage in the business too like when your dad is dusty Rhodes, that mm-hmm. kind of should say something i mean i know we aren't really all that fond of gold dust but i mean he's had history in the business oh that, no he has we just don't care anymore like I think, the name the name the name alone the surname speaks for itself and i feel like that is reason enough to at least give him a more of a shake a fair shake than they did then stardust yeah, yeah. I, I liked i, I like the whole when it was dibiase uh, you know, Cody Rhodes. Legacy. Legacy. Yeah. No, I, I, I was yeah. a huge fan of that. Yeah. I thought that was a real great gimmick and everything. Yeah. It's a good way to bring him on the scene, too. Yeah. All right. Let's go back to then over to his mic skills. Uh, I went eight on Mike. All right. J-Bow. Nine. Oh, there. Nine. Jumping the gun there. Well, Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> I, I went seven. Seven, as did I. He's got his daddy's lisp, but he knows how to deliver a promo. I mean, his his promos are great. His promos in AEW have been fabulous. Like, that's mm-hmm. why I gave him a nine. If I was giving him a based on WWE, I probably would have given him a seven. But he's had some really, like, he's had some of the best promos outside of MJF. I mean, in his, AEW. His introductory promo at the AEW, like the announcement press conference, he coined the term revolution, which they use for an annual pay-per-view name now. So, yeah, he, he got, he's, he's, only person I gave a nine, so he's one of the top tier guys for me on the mic on this list. So, yeah, definitely. All right, let's go then to look entrance that kind of category there. Stretch, I went eight as well. Um, would have been one point higher had he not had that stupid neck tattoo. <laughs> me also, he's got, got great theme music too, so that did it a little bit higher for me. I gave him an eight too. Okay, J Bone, eight. I went really low for them, the group. I went five. I think he's kind of – I didn't really care for the Stardust angle. I hate his neck tattoo. His entrance is okay. But especially when I look at the rest of my list and I was trying to rank it, and like he's definitely below a lot of other people on my list. So went low on that one. All right. Um, let's then go to his intangibles. I went, I went three on that. Okay. Four. I have three. Three as well. And I went – no actually i gave him a five on that one um i went lineage i went the fact he's basically leading his own brand Mm -hmm. he bet on himself yep i i took a point off because he's he i don't like the fact that he thinks he needs to blade and do all this stuff to draw extra attention to himself i feel like he's a drama king queen kind of so look at look at how his daddy was look at how he uh, ended up right (laughs) but that doesn't that doesn't mean it's 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 the right way to go so that's why i took a point away from him because i think there's too much drama in his matches right now like he doesn't need to bleed every other week so right well we won't be seeing him in matches for a while while he films that show sadly all right so he ends up with 30 points okay so he is now in first place Okay, J-Bone. Uh, I guess we'll go with uh, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> okay, going off with <laughs> I think might be our Hogan for the list. Yeah. This is very well going to be. <laughs> All right, J-Bone, in-ring. Uh, I went eight. You know, he's very limited on his, uh, his moves, obviously. His uh, matches usually don't last very long. Um, Me also. I gave him an eight. I went 10. Oh, boy. <laughs> How low? How low can we go? Uh, he's number one twice, so I gave him a two. Wow. I okay, gave him a, so. a two for his two moves, suplex and an F5. <laughs> so, 
I guess the argument for me on that one would be what about from 2002 to 2004 when he was one of the best wrestlers in the business? What about then? Sure. You're like discounting that that happened? Well, aren't we talking about 2010 to present? Right, but still, if you're we're, – we're using him on this list, though, so you're talking about his whole career, essentially. We just put him in this list because more of his stuff has happened after 2010. So anything he did before 2010 still counts. For that one year out of the 20-something. Oh, two years. <laughs> for that two years two. out of the 20-something he's been in the business. Well, he hasn't really been in the business. He didn't wrestle for – do anything for eight years. So, really, it's only been like 12 years probably. So – but you're, I, I think you're discounting him too much because what he did back then was, was top-notch stuff. So okay. Again, I will bring up the point that we're talking about 2010 to now on this list. I to, think to both that. valid. I mean, I, can, I definitely can see a two on that. I just went 10 just because basically once I scored him up, I'm like, he can't be lower than Hogan on my, <laughs> on my score. So, therefore, I had to pump him up a couple. So, <laughs> All right, let's go then to his mic skills. Uh. <laughs> Uh, I went two. Okay. Me also. <laughs> I went three. And I went. F- hang on here. So you went. Wait. Would you go stretch? Sorry. Three. Three. Wally. Sorry. Two. Two. I went four. Uh, mainly because he, while he didn't talk much when he did, he got the swear. So. I. His his best promo in his life was in UFC. So oh, yeah, his best course. promo ever wasn't even in WWE. So well, that's, yeah, because that's... he picked the other beer that wasn't sponsoring the fight and how he's going to talk about <laughs> how he's going to go home and fuck his wife. So, <laughs> so other than him cursing from time to time, he's needed a mouthpiece always. So. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah, definitely lacking in that then. So let's go to his look, J-Bone. Um, I gave him a three. Wolf, this guy's hurting. All right. <laughs> uh, I went with a six. Wally, what do you got for him? I gave him a 10. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going for the wrong. I was going to the category the only right out of five. Uh, I gave him a six. Six? Okay, hang on. Let me go edit that. Six. Okay, and stretch. It's actually the category I gave him the highest marks out of him. I gave him a seven. All right, so I mean, he's got an okay entrance, but I hate that sword tattoo with such a burning passion. <laughs> See, I this one, I think I, I I actually on this one think you guys are wrong. So I think he has the look of of everybody on this list. We have he has the look more than anyone. And if you guys try to argue with me and tell me somebody has a better look than him, I'm not going to agree oh, with sure. you. Sure, he so. looks like a wrestler, but he, he does has points off for some really bad tattoos. He's got points off for his and like his music and his like walk-ins fine, but no, his music's really good and his whole bouncing around thing is unique. Nobody else does that, so he definitely is like. I, I guess the problem is to me. Look, you guys, I clearly don't think like the guy looking like a wrestler is more important than anything on this, and this guy looks like a wrestler more than anybody on this list by far. But so, overall package, we, I could care less if he's big and muscular. Otherwise, everyone else would be scoring next to nothing was, on this list. I was yeah, about you to can give score. The guy, <laughs> the guy, the guy who you know we think has the best look for a quote-unquote wrestler has got the lowest points marks in the wrestling category. Whatever. I like I said, I you guys, I think I I don't ever say that. I think you guys are wrong on this one. So. <laughs> well, 
Yep, you are the lone person on this one, so maybe we'll go with the majority wins. Let's go to intangible. Right, that's that's definitely not what it comes down to. You want to argue because there's three of you and one of me? That's definitely not a, a good reason there. I mean, we have a so, consensus. Okay, I mean, so, no, we, we, we keep talking about it. I mean, okay, so three I don't people, really care about three you people can around. definitely that's be wrong. Fine. Three sure. people can definitely be wrong compared so can to one. Especially when, one's one, especially when one's much more wrestling than all three you want to hear combined, probably. <laughs> okay, we can go with that. Yeah, that in this mean, case, though? all it means is Wally's score from now on is the only one to be keeping track of. Because he's watched more wrestling. <laughs> I'm just... I, I, I'm surprised at you guys on this one. I really am. I, Again, I we that... didn't give him like twos or threes. We, I kind of went mid-range, slightly above average. I gave him twos and threes. Well, I meant in, in the, uh, the look category. <laughs> You're allowed to give him two or three. The other one, we all kind of agreed on that section. So, All right, let's go intangibles there. J-Bone. Uh, I gave him a three. Three. I went with a three as well. Wally? Three. I went with a two. And a two. He's kind of a – I gave him kind of low marks because recently he's kind of been a uh, absentee champion a lot. They kind of just let him come and go as he pleases. Yeah. One of his intangibles for me was Heyman. I mean, Heyman and him was like the perfect pairing. It was. <clears throat> All right. So he gets a 19.75. On that one, it breaks down. Wally and I scored him exactly the same with 23. Stretch gave him a whopping 14. <laughs> so this right. guy scored drastically lower than Hogan. Okay. Okay. That one I definitely – Well, if you think about it, they're both limited in the ring. Hogan was better on the mic. Hogan was more of a superstar generationally. Did, did one, no, one, one, of them was, one of them was definitely better than the other one in the ring, even if we're just talking about a two-year period. One of them was definitely better than the other one in the ring for sure. Yeah, I'm not, one trying, guy, I'm not trying to compare them in the ring. I just said they're both limited. One of them, one of them was in a couple matches of a lifetime in in his career. The other one wasn't. So, but how much did he contribute to wrestling? The... Yeah, I'm trying to find my notes from that episode. I don't know where those ones are. For right, the, so the Hogan rankings. Yeah, see, Hogan, you scored him a 12, 22, 26, I believe. Hang on, two, ten. Me or, me or Wally? You. Yeah, you no. gave him a 26 versus the 14 for Brock. So, yeah, you just don't like Brock, which is also okay. That also looks delicious. I don't know what you're eating, but I want one. It's a pumpkin cinnamon roll. Oh, I mean, amazing. I, I hate Hogan, and I didn't do that much damage to him. Apparently, I, I should have been meaner. Than, <laughs> you guys are a lot I mean, meaner than I am. You, so You did go on record and say you were surprised at how harsh we were. All right, it is my turn. Let's go with – let's change it up. Let's go with Shinsuke Nakamura. In ring, I'm giving this guy 14. Wally? Uh, 13. Stretch? 14. And J-Bone? I gave him 11. They're pretty good sampling there. J-Bone, why'd you go a little bit lower on that one? Just out of curiosity. Uh, I mean, he has a unique fighting style, but there's not too much that makes me go, wow, you know, compared to, you know, other ones. So I understand everyone's not high flyers, crazy moves and stuff, but, uh, right. I just think it's a yeah. little bit, I think it's still 11 is a pretty solid. Yeah. No, but no yeah. I, I, I agree. I was just curious. Valid, yeah. a little bit lower, that's all. 
okay, now this one's going to hurt. <laughs> Mike skills. <laughs> uh, that's a three. <laughs> yes. Three. Stretch. I went dead in the middle on a five because, I mean, he's bilingual mostly. Yes, mostly. His English is not that great, but, I mean, the ability to cut, you know, halfway decent promos in Japanese and English can get you a decent way, but five. All right. J-Bone? Yeah, I gave him a three as well. Yeah, it's just – I mean, part of it is I've heard him in interviews. His English is actually really good. It's just I think – I don't know if it's maybe just a little bit of nerves when he's in front of everybody or maybe it's the WWE not really giving him a shot, but his promos seem, are just always a little bit lacking. Even though when he interviews, he's very articulate. So I'd say, I'd say it's the latter, WWE not giving him a chance because he has shown in-ring and in-person he has no nerves Yeah, well, when it comes to wrestling. Fair point. Even in, even in NXT, they didn't really let him talk even there, though. So it's mm, not even yeah. just WWE. Well, not even on the main roster, just it's NXT too. Well, they didn't really let him talk. Once during his program with Jinder, once they had Jinder say, you all rook the same, that was kind of the <laughs> end of it. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of uh, killed the mystique. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Then let's go to the uh, more positive side of this thing. Look, get him a perfect 10. So did I. Yep, me too. I gave him a nine. And a nine. Yeah, when it comes to in-ring entrance and just the overall package, I mean, this guy's got it all. He's a solid, right. solid 10. There's really, I mean, we, we've talked about it before. His entrance is the best probably, definitely, currently, and I'll fight you for all time. Right. He's, he's the other guy that, to me, does have a look. Like, he's got the look. So Got that kind of rock star style going on. It's pretty good. Uh, intangibles, it's another one where he's definitely uh, – Got the synergistic thing going on, so he's all, you know, more than some of his parts, so he gets a five for me. Wally? Four. Stretch? Four as well. And J-Bone? Four. All right, so he ends up being 30.5, which puts him in first place by half a point over Cody. All right, Wally, who do you want? Uh, AJ Styles. Oh, with Styles, all right. Let's go with Aaron. He got a 15 for me. Stretch. So, 14 for me. And uh, J-Bone. 15. And 14 for me. I mean, obviously, Mother Grace of all time. And he's he's really good in WWE, but he was better in TNA than he is in right. WWE. So, like, he, he really – is a household name because of WWE, but anybody that was watching him pre WWE, he was better then. Definitely so, had more freedom in TNA. So this is the guy, the only guy besides RVD who I think really made an impact in another federation. That's that's a really good wrestler. Sure. So I mean, he has also shown, like we talked about it, what two episodes ago, maybe about the. Uh, um, in-ring generals a little bit, and he's definitely one of those where he can make anybody look twice as good as they really are. They put him in a program with Ellsworth. That's <laughs> yes. thumbs it up in a nutshell. Well, you, mean, it, my, you mean my uncle? Yes. <laughs> uncle Eli Ellsworth. <laughs> All right. Then let's go with uh, – <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that tickled me. He didn't uh, wish me a happy birthday today. Well, it's, it's early yet. Yeah. He's not going to forget you, bud. Don't worry about it. Let's he's, go. He's, he's got to strap. He's got to strap his chin on first. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. 
Let's go with Mike Skills. Wally. Uh, I gave him an eight. Eight for me as well. And Jay Bowen. And I went a little bit lower with a six. Overall, pretty close, though. He's. I haven't really heard his. Oh, go ahead. He's decent. His his promo skills are actually better in WWE than they were in TNA. He was mm-hmm. he was okay. dicey. I was gonna say I just TNA. don't know his TNA like stuff. He, he his promos were kind of vanilla in TNA, so he's yeah. actually gotten better in WWE with his promos. So yeah, his, they they so. Uh, toward his later years in TNA, they brought Ric Flair in and sort of paired him with Ric Flair, and I think that helped him with his promo mm-hmm. skills. For me, it was like he's always super solid on the mic like he's has confidence he can talk well but then at the same time i couldn't really recall a really good promo off the top of my head where it's like this was an amazing promo so that's right. why i gave him some little couple marks down you're, so. you're, you're no, probably fair. right about yeah. that so again, I, it's it, like he's bad like again i love when he talks i'm like yes i'm i'm enraptured but then i also couldn't recall so yeah he had some no. funny ones when uh, talking about the undertaker and uh john cena so he had a, he had okay. a couple good ones I yeah and when he was with the club too they had some good ones all right, then let's go to look. Slash intro, uh, fun stuff. I gave him an eight on that also. Me too. Wally, or not Wally, uh, Strut, or J-Bone? Eight. Eight. Oh, it's eight across the boards on that one. So, I mean, great entrance. I, lo- I love the hoodie. I love the hoodie. <laughs> he, so, yeah. <laughs> he showed Dominic the correct way to wear a hoodie. You I'm, take it off once you yeah. get the <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of his music. I actually don't, like, love his music. You don't so, like the the DMX ripoff, so it's it, <laughs> I, it's fine, but it's not my favorite. He probably but would I have gotten like, a nine for me, but I hate the mom hair. Nah, the soccer <laughs> mom haircut. Yep. I hate it. Every time I see his older matches, it's like, dude, you got to cut your hair. You look so much better. He's gonna want to speak to your manager in a moment if you don't, oh, you know, yeah. stop talking bad about him. Yeah. But want a free telephone. All right, let's go with uh, intangibles. I gave him a five in that. So stretch four. J bone four and five. He's a um, he's a he's a company yep. guy for whatever company he's worked for. He's like one of those guys who's like the epitome of a wrestler. To yeah. me, he he does everything yeah. right. Not and a lot wrong. <laughs> when you hear him in interviews now talk about how badly TNA screwed him over on like money and all this shit, like, and he's still stuck by them for how long as he did until the ship was almost sinking, like just shows how much of a company guy he is, as yep. Wally alluded to. And he's a, a leader. He helps develop. He puts people over. I mean, mm-hmm. he's got it all in, in my opinion. So he ends up with a 34.25, which makes him number one. I, I had him at 36. So yeah, you went the highest. It was 36, um, stretch and J bone at 34, then me at 33. So pretty close on all that. I have a feeling every time we pick a new person now, it's going to be like this person's now number one. Now this person's <laughs> number one. All right. Um, stretch it's back to you. Uh, let's go Adam Cole. Adam Cole. All right. Uh, in ring, please. Uh, 13 for me. J bone. I give him a 12. I went 15. So did I. I mean, I'm going to be real. Um, he is my Shawn Michaels in this category. He's um, mine also. I think he's – I mean, if we were going to have, like, a discussion about, like, the top three wrestlers of all time, he's in my top two. Yeah. For in-ring. I, he's, let's, let's talk about, you know, in-ring, so. Yeah. He is – he is – 
him and Gargano are the two best guys in NXT to me, hands down. So as much as I like some of these other guys that have went through NXT, I would still take Gargano and Cole, even yeah. over Owens, even over Owens and Nakamura, as much as I like those two guys when they were in NXT, I would still take Cole and Gargano over those two. Yeah, not to talk too so, much about Gargano right now, but we've mentioned it before, but we have, you know, we, we, uh, we had um, Michaels and Hart, and it's Cole and Gargano. I mean, they're kind yeah, of, they're, it's, I, the, right. it's the same thing. But yeah, so solid 15 out of me. I mean, again, is another general. I was especially what we saw with a, with a punter. I mean, he made a punter look good. Not that, I mean, okay, he also had his own skills, but, you know, yeah. he, carried, he helped carry that match and made it something that was, you know, a thousand times better than it should have been. That should have been an absolute disaster. And he proved that he is a leader in ring. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go then to his mic skills. I want eight. Ten. Went wrong one, ten, eight. J-Bone? I want eight. And I went eight as well. Got some pretty good promos. Good in the yeah. mic. Very fiery as a heel and a face. He's, yep. he's, he's, one of the best, he's one of the best guys on this list. So he really he's one of the best guys on this list of promos. I only gave three tens. He's one of them. So... <laughs> I think I gave 110 and then he was my next highest I want to say. So yeah, I, I gave a few solid. guys I gave a few guys nines and only 110 and he was and Cole was one of my 38s. Yep. Uh let's go then to look. You got a 9 for me on that. J-Bone? Uh I gave him an 8. I gave him a 9. I gave him a 9. I mean, his entrance is I mean Bebe, come on. <laughs> he, are, he, he probably has the best entrance on here out of Na- other than Nakamura. The, the, so. biggest, the biggest pop of the night, whether he's heel or face, is just from his entrance alone. Yeah. <laughs> and he, I like when he, like, I, like, I don't pay attention a lot, but I, he changes his tights. And, like, I like, like, Nicole doesn't like when he wears the green tights. I like when he wears the green tights. So it's like, uh, like Ric Flair, whenever he wears the red tights, Ric Flair always loses. Whenever Cole yeah. wears the olive green, he always loses. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I, I even give him points for when he comes out with undisputed, they each have their own pose. They kind of strike. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's man, it is just some solid gold right there. Oh, I just did something. Hang on here. Uh, I accidentally erased something. J bone, you gave him an eight, right? Yeah. Okay. All right, let's go then to his intangible stretch. That's a four for me. Jay? Uh, four. I gave him a five. So did I. Because, again, I mean, he elevates everyone around him. He elevates the entire brand. So he absolutely gets a five for me. Right. He is NXT pretty much. Yes. Him and Gargano <laughs> yeah. are NXT. So... Mm-hmm. All right, so he, as Stretch has predicted, is number one with 34.25. He, he's I actually, actually – I actually gave him the highest score. Yes. Oh, no, really? no, I take, no, I take it back. No, I, I, I didn't hit I, injury. You gave I him 39. Gave him the high, I definitely gave him, I gave him the highest yeah. score of anybody on either week. He's yes. got, I took one point away from him total. Yeah, no, you're right. I just <laughs> – I didn't hit over. So, yeah, you had 39. I gave him a 37. He was one point behind Shawn Michaels for me. All right, um, J Bone. So actually, I take it back. He's thirty-five point five, number one still, of course. So, okay. J Bone, who do you want? Uh, go Seth Rollins. 
Where is he? Found him. Okay. J-Bone in ring. Uh, I give him a 13. I also gave him a 13. Wally? 14. 14 and a 13. I mean, as far as main roster, I think he's probably the best that is on the main roster for in ring. Yeah. Yeah, he is. You can can make the same argument with him, too. He can pull good matches out of, you know, almost anybody. He made, you know, a green son of Rey Mysterio look damn good. I mean, again, no taking back from Dominic. He put in his, you know, spots and his training as well. But you're in there with Seth Rollins. He's going to make you look good. Yeah, absolutely agreed. Okay, uh, Mike Skills. Uh, I gave him a, a seven. I went with an eight on that one. Me also. I went with a nine. I've again. I mean, outside of maybe. Kevin Owens, he's probably the best on the main roster. He can go out there and he can work that mic. So, I mean, yeah. when your when your gimmick is that you're a messiah, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, you better be words. good on the mic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 solid on the mic. He's he's a eight nine. Yeah, he he probably is the best guy other than Owens. That's why they put them in a program together mm-hmm. because they knew they were get guaranteed getting uh, mic work there. So. Yeah, if, not if only we would see more of that program. If only. Yep. If, well, we can we can blame Rey Mysterio re-signing a contract for that. Yeah. <laughs> then, the son, then the stupid son of a bitch got hurt. So, like, they were going to have him and Owens continue their program, and then Mysterio re-signed his deal and then got hurt. And, not, and then, why wouldn't you? And then we even almost, I mean, as a result of that, we almost got uh, KO and Aleister Black, but then Dabakoa had to pop up <laughs> something about that. Right, because that, that's a great idea. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go look. Uh, I gave him an eight. I gave him a nine. I gave him a nine. I went ten. Wow. So we got ten on that guy. All right. Interesting. I love the entrance. I love his look. His uh, costumes, his uniform are just always outstanding. I'm not a big fan of this new entrance music. I don't know about you guys, but I'm not a big yeah. fan of the. I like this I like, I, like I like the Messiah gimmick, not the Messiah entrance. Yeah, music. sure. It sounds I, generic. <laughs> and I feel like his music sounds like Bailey's, right? I feel like Bailey's music and Seth Rollins' music sound very similar. Her her heel music. Yes. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Definitely not her yeah. face music. Anything Seth say. Rollins has ever done. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go to the intangible flex category. Jay Bone. Uh, gave him a four. As did I. Jay Bone, you and I are on the same wavelength today. Well, I <laughs> gave him a four, too. Uh, I went with the four as well. All right, four across the board. I mean, again, we, another leader, another just guy who elevates and just kind of lifts everybody around him, which makes him a solid second with 34 point. actually tied – with AJ with 34.25. I'll have to redo some math there, make sure they have the exact same points, but I think it would round it a little different differently. So I believe we have an exact tie at second place between the two of those guys there. Nice. All right. Jay Bone, who are we doing next? No, Jay just picked. I just did one. Oh, you just picked. That's my <laughs> bad. That's my turn. Let's go to Masa Ciampa. I'm giving this guy a 13 for his in-ring abilities. How about you, Wally? 11. Stretch? I went 13 as well. I went 12. 
12. Pretty close on that one. I mean, he's another just solid performer. When he comes out, he doesn't. I don't think he could do a bad match if he even tried. Yeah, he's actually my second lowest person on here. So, and that's saying something about everybody on the list when your second yeah. lowest is an 11 out of 15. I mean, yeah. So I guess right now, if you're a fan of in ring like we are, it's a great time to be uh, <laughs> watching wrestling because right. I mean, it's like, just looking at this list. They're all a bunch of just they just you know home run hitters over here so plus i also just like his manic style as well mm. let's go to his mic skills in which i gave him a six wally seven stretch i want seven as well i want a six six it's another thing where when i hear him speak it's fine but i also couldn't really recall a promo I think the, the best thing he had done on the mic was calling the title belt Goldie. Goldie, yeah, that's what I was going to yeah. say. That's the one thing I think that would contribute to him. That's probably what even brought him up to a six for, for me. So he's, he's, He actually is you know, one of my – other than the uh, non-American people speakers. on here <laughs> and, and Brock, he's, he's my, my lowest guy on the mic. Sure. And then let's go look. I gave him a seven because – God damn, he's got an amazing beard. <laughs> I, I gave six. him an eight. I gave him an eight. Eight, and then a six, and then J Bone. Seven. Seven. His music's good. Yes, his music is very good, especially when it's no music and fuck you, Chapa. Yes, so right. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> one of the best entrances ever. Yep. Fuck you, Chapa. Mm-hmm. And he he ate that shit up too. Oh so. yeah, something else that's is so good. So yeah, we're all pretty close on that one too. And then intangibles, I'm going to go four on that one. Wally, three. Stretch. I went two on that one. Sounds like the dogs are also going two. <laughs> and J Bone. Uh, I went three. Three. He gets hurt a lot. He does yep, get hurt a that's, lot. That's why you ranked low on intangibles for Un- me. Unfortunately, that's. It's not always his fault you get hurt, but yep. he and he's he was significant chunks of time because he's been hurt yep. twice where and, he's missed months. And uh, those injuries interrupted what could have been like feud of the year slash feud of the decade. Yep. And it yeah, didn't give it a we, proper ending. We got we got Colin Gargano instead, and I actually, like I said, I thought that turned out better anyway, so Yeah. I still would have liked to have seen it a little bit more satisfying of a conclusion, but Cole Gargano, I think on paper and what actually turned out was something that it actually worked out better for the wrestling fans. So yeah, that's going to put him at a 28.75. So he's a little mm-hmm. bit lower on our list there, but still solid there about where I had him. So, uh, yep. You gave him a 29. So, uh, actually, no, I gave him a 27. Hang on. I messed up. So 11, seven, eight, and three. Yeah. That's 29. Oh, Okay. That's still one of my second lowest, I think, other than Brock. All right. So then, Wally, who would you like to talk about next? Uh, Kevin Owens. Okay. One of two KOs on our list. <laughs> three. With three. Really? Kazuchika Okada. Oh. Um, I, I have that, but I didn't catch that. <laughs> I see it right there. <laughs> I mean, I see another. Yeah, three KOs. So if, you're, if you want to be in wrestling – Make up your name to have a K and an O. Wally, what do you got for in-ring? I gave him a 13. He's, he's, he, he's the best fat guy wrestler I've ever seen. 
So, like, sure. he gets my nod. As much as I like Samoa Joe, I think Kevin Owens is the best chubby guy, bigger guy wrestler I've ever seen. Yeah. I went 12. Sort of the same reasons. He does a lot of things you wouldn't expect for a bigger guy. Very athletic, you know. Still can string a great match together. Yeah. Yeah, I gave him a 12. And I gave him a 12 as well. So we're all pretty much in agreement on, on that one. Yeah, he's just – I mean, he's got – Fantastic, you know, skills, especially for a, a bigger guy who can do things that he shouldn't be able to do. He's he's definitely better than a certain other fat guy. <laughs> yes, but <laughs> who's ab- noticeably absent from our list, so we're not going to give him any kind of mic time. So let's go <laughs> to someone who deserves more mic time, KO. And then I know what Wally's going to give him, which is I'm going to say <laughs> somehow Wally cheated and gave him a 12 in a 10 category. <laughs> I'm still going to put you down for a 10. Yes. <laughs> Stretch? It's a 9 for me. J-Bone? I gave him a 9. I gave him a 10. I mean, he's the best on the main roster, probably best in WWE as a whole, and maybe the best in wrestling any show we're going to be talking about, in my opinion. So, Yeah, I only gave one other 10. So, on this, he's, he's the best guy on the mic other than MJF, maybe in wrestling for me right now. Yeah, I so. mean, maybe he tied with Jericho when Jericho was still – doing a bit yeah. more, but I think MJF has kind of eclipsed Jericho at this point, so. Right. This is, this is Owens' category. Yep. Like, he is the Mike guy. Yeah, he absolutely owns this, 100%. The only other guy that I, you know, the only other guy is the guy in Eli's shirt. That's, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> those are the two nines I gave out. <laughs> so, Owens is a pimp on the mic, so. Absolutely, he is. Let's, then let's switch over to his look. Is he going to be a pimp for his look? I only gave Wally. him a seven on this one. That's yeah. that's me being generous <laughs> to him. So yeah, I, I went seven on that as well. Okay, Jay, seven. And I went with the one dissenter. I went with a six, which is basically he, a seven anyway. So <laughs> he definitely doesn't look like a wrestler, nope. but I mean that's a that's a positive or a negative. Him. I think it, it works that, for him. No, that's why he's likable because I'm like, sweet, if he's a wrestler, then all of us could be a wrestler. Yeah, exactly. so. I, mean, I mean, the fact that you get to come to work in, you know, basketball shorts, shorts essentially, <laughs> and a tank top and go to work and have wrestling matches, it's pretty cool. And he's definitely trimmed down, like, recently. Like, yep. I think he's trimmed down a little bit, so. But he's still a chubby guy wrestler, so. Agreed. So then let's go to his intangibles. Wally. I gave him a four. Stretch? Uh, four as well. J-Bone? Four. And I went with a three on that one. So solid overall. He ends up with a 32.25, which at the moment is ranking him roughly fourth. Now, again, it also could be a little off because some of my solo scores are still in here, but I think that's still a solid four for him, even with my other solo scores. All right. Um, Stretch. Gets to, pick again. gets to pick. Let's go. Person I feel like who's probably going to be number one. Let's go Kenny Omega. So lead us off. For his in ring, 15. J Bone? Me, all, me also, 15. Yeah, I gave him 15 as well. As did I. I mean, what else do you have to say? Yeah, exactly. I mean, come on, it's Kenny Omega. <laughs> he's been I mean, he's been responsible for more quote matches of the year than almost anybody recently, and half of them, a lot of the American audience hasn't even seen because they don't watch New Japan. Now this is this is his this is you know his category. That's for what me, I mean, it definitely this, was. 
this this guy is this guy is is you know arguably the best wrestler in the world. So if you're not if you give him anything other than a fifteen, then you probably don't know what's going on. Right. Yep. All right. Let's go then to his mic skills. Uh, I went with a nine for him. Uh, sort of the same factor as uh, Shinsuke, but Shinsuke got ranked a little bit lower because he's not as fluent in both languages. Kenny's fluent in two languages. He can cut a perfectly fine promo in Japanese too and still, you know, draw a whole crowd, which the Japanese crowd is, you know, tough to sway, but he managed to do it for six years or however long he was in New Japan. So drawing a crowd in two languages gets you a nine for me. All right. J-Bone? Uh, I haven't seen a ton of interviews and stuff with him, but I, I gave him a five. Yeah, I, I, I gave him a seven. Like his, his promos in AEW have been, you know, fine i gave him a six for that reason is and that's on me and i i went with uh you know spoilers i went the five on intangibles to help make up for it just because i don't have enough exposure with him in new japan for cutting promos so i couldn't rank him higher even but what i've seen on AEW has been adequate yeah Yeah. and then let's go look that was a nine for me me also i gave him an eight eight i'm sorry here uh, we went a little bit out of order while I was doing there. So two nines and eight, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then with me, I gave him a seven. I mean, he's got a pretty good entrance. Got a pretty good, you know, in-ring style. So it's pretty solid yeah. overall for him. And then uh, intangibles. So that was I spoiled a, that. I gave him a five. That was a fiver for me as well. Me too. I gave him a five. Okay. Another five. So he took fives across the board, all agreement. So that puts him half a point behind Cole. Oh wow! I mean, that's that's where I have it, right? That's where I had it. I had Cole, Omega, Gargano, one, two, three for me personally. So yeah, both J Bone and I gave him a thirty-three. Stretchy gave him a thirty-eight. Wally gave him a thirty-six. So pretty close there. I mean, for all intents and purposes, that's a tie for first. I mean, <laughs> right? We're splitting uh, you, you hairs could, at that point, so you could pick I mean, either it, or. It just that 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 was where it really came down to one of them. That I think a little bit better than the other one on the mic. I think yeah. that's where the difference it, comes in. Honestly, think, that's pretty much where it came from was the mic skills on that. So, and and when we if we see Kenny the cleaner in a year, yep, he oh, might well. go up a point for most of us on the mic. We just haven't really seen him. They've been more focal putting the mic in hangman's hands than Omega sometimes. And I don't know if that's always the right decision. So. Yep. All right. Jay. Jay bone. Um, uh, let's go with uh, Gargano. Okay. In ring, please. Um, I gave him a 13. He is my other 15. Me too. 13 as well for me. <clears throat> Jay and I are in agreement on that one. That's so are me and Zach. Awfully close. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's – I mean, again, he's, he's my Bret Hart. Yeah. This dude, dude, this dude can go. He cannot give a even halfway bad match. Me and, me and Zach clearly like Adam Cole and we like Johnny Gargano. So clearly yep. me and Zach are fanboys for these two guys. I absolutely so. am, yeah. I, I, so. Apologetically, so – <laughs> I am very, I am very much in agreement that this is Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart, Cole and, again, and Gargano. Not to spoil things, while I end up rating Cole a little bit higher, I do like Gargano a little bit better personally. But again, I think it's one of those Michaels Hart's thing where it's like they're both two of the best, and you just kind of fall into one side of it. So, 
but yeah, entering, I mean, again, like, uh, while I look back at some of my notes from earlier episodes, we we're talking about, you know, like some of the best matches and stuff like that. Gargano, like in my post 2010 best matches was like half my matches almost. So, <laughs> right. And Cole. And well, so. yeah, Cole was all, yeah, definitely in that too. But like, so Gargano was just constantly on that. And, and again, the fact that my match of the year, one year was from a house show with both Gargano and Cole. So <laughs> <something>, so. <laughs> but then we were going to go Mike skills. I gave him a seven. Yeah. I gave him a seven. seven. I gave him well. a seven. Seven as well. And this is another one of those where give me another, give another year as a heel, and then if yeah, he can continue these heel, skills yeah. that he's made, like if we were to revisit this a year from now, he might be an eight or nine for me on my skills. I'm gonna be real. Yeah, I don't know. I just I can't. He might go up one point for me, but I, he he was not good as a face on the mic. Like he struggled. So like it just unfortunately wasn't for him. Right. So, 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 you know, there are definitely a lot of – there are guys on this list besides him who are good at playing one side and not the other. That's how a lot of people fall. He just he, – he struggled on the mic when he was a face, but he is so good as a heel that mm-hmm. yeah, it makes – it almost makes up for it. Yeah. So. yeah, seven's not terrible. You're not going to get very many nines and tens, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just how it is. Right. Yeah, I mean, like I said, if, if he's not a heel for a year, he's definitely an eight for me. And then if he can go back to face and still cut as good promos, maybe a nine at that point. But again, right. we're talking two or three years in the future. Um, and then for look, J-Bone, what you got? Uh, I gave him an eight. I gave him a nine. Wally? I gave him an eight. Eight. All right, another really close on that one. For me, it's the uh, every pay-per-view looking like a different Marvel character or, you know, where he wants to go for. Plus I just love the emoji winky face that he's got, <sighs> which I actually did when I was doing some research, found out that he actually designed that himself through mm-hmm. a uh, logo designer. <laughs> it was the worst, like royalty free when he was coming up. He's just like, I don't know. I kind of liked it. <laughs> nice. His, his music was better when he was a face. Yes. I don't like I his music that. as much now, but his look is cool now. And just the way he is, his whole demeanor now yeah. is it, it like I, at first he didn't buy in. It didn't seem like he bought into being the heel at first. It took him a little while, but then he like convinced himself this is going to work. And, and now, now the, he's completely yeah. bought in. Now the promos from the Gargano household are must, must see TV. Yeah, are they fabulous. Absolutely, they are. When oh. he, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fabulous. And the the same thing without going into any detail, the same things kind of happened to Candace. She was blah, blah as a face, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden she's become entertaining too. Mm-hmm. So she was sort of the white meat baby face before. She was a Bailey. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. It's, it's fair to say. J Bone, how about his intangibles? Ugh, intangibles. Uh, I gave him a four. Four. I gave him a five. I gave four. him a five. Four. <laughs> four. The fanboys here are at it again. Yep. <laughs> so that gives him a 33.75, which is putting him around fifth. Not too shabby. He's keeping good company there. All right. Um, who do we have left? Okay. I will, I'm not going to take CM, so I'll take Finn. <clears throat> I gave him a solid 11 for in-ring. 12. Stretch. I gave him a 10. 12 for me. 12 and a 10. Jay took points away because of his finisher, at least. I, I did as well. He would have been probably a 12 or 13 had he not had <laughs> one of the my least favorite finishers from a superstar. I mean, with the way I'm hoping, hopefully, hopefully, pardon, they're moving him to more of the DDT as his finisher with the way he yes. just won the belt from Cole. Which was amazing. 
Mm-hmm. All right. And then let's go Mike Skills. Just middle of the road, solid six. It's fine. I gave him a five. We're going out of order. Hang on. You're making me bounce over the, my spreadsheet. <laughs> Wally, what do you got? Six. And stretch. Six. Perfect. He's he's he pa- he's passable. Yeah. Right. He's not bad. So that's why I gave him six. Definitely he's much better, better as a heel. As, as, he's better as a heel. Yep, for sure. Like his promos when he came back to NXT have been his best stuff so mm. far. All right, then but we're that means go... his stuff before that was dicey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now we're going to go look entrance. He's getting a nine from me. Uh, me no, yeah, me also. Stretch, eight, and J Bone. Game an eight. So again, some solid. Again, it just great entrance. I don't like it quite as much as a heel because they're not looking for the audience pop, even though they're still there to do it. But I mean, just the music with the arms out is just. As much right. as I, I, don't I get like chills the, every time. I, <laughs> as much as I don't like the demon, like the demon stuff is can it, be cool. Can I be don't cool, really yeah. like the demon, but and his entrance was definitely better the first time around in NXT because, like I said, they've chopped fifteen or twenty seconds off his music, and I liked it better with the build up. Yep. All right. Let's go over then to intangibles. I went with a four. Wally. Four. Stretch. Three. J Bone. Uh four. Solid marks. Overall, that gives him a twenty nine point two five, which puts him right now at nine. Which is probably actually a technically a ten because of the tie, but all right. Um, well, CM, was... CM junk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what is junk getting for uh, entering from you? I gave him a 12. Stretch. 11. J bone. 11. 11 for me as well. He's a good, he's, he's good. a good wrestler. He's one a good entering guy. He's really good. One of the few people they didn't let him do it, but one of the few people in WWE in recent memory to perform an old school pile driver and not get penalized for it. <laughs> well, I think he got fined for it. Really? I think him and Cena got fined for that. Yes, I believe uh, I did read they got they got dinged for uh, that because that was the, good. they went off script. So one of the few people to have the balls to do that. Yeah, so yeah, no, that, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> that was those two definitely being like, fuck you, Vince, we're going to do what we want, and that made that match better. So good for them on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave him a 10 on the mic because he's, he's really good on the mic. So, like, the pipe bomb, um, he, he, every time he had a mic in his hand, this, this is his best category Agreed. by far. The so only, he is, the, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. The only the only person I gave a ten to in the mic. He is he's this is his you know he's one of the top probably ten guys of all time on the mic so. J Bone. Game in nine. As did I. And it probably would have been ten had I been watching wrestling more when he was actually wrestling. Um, I saw a couple things with him just kind of like you know, browsing websites to be like here's a really cool promo but I never since I didn't really see him when he was actually doing it I couldn't give him a ten. Mm-hmm. He marched to the beat of his own drum for sure. Unfortunately, is, that that's that will going be hurting to come him in a second. <laughs> that's going to bite him in the ass here in, a, yep. in about two minutes. So <laughs> yeah, he definitely or, marched to the beat of his own drum and did his own thing. And so 
bite him in the ass or put him to sleep in a minute and a half in an octagon. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go look. <laughs> what do you got, Wally? I gave I gave him a nine. So his I like both of his entrance music. So mm-hmm. like and his tapping the like that the you know X, that was yeah. made it unique. So like he has a pretty pretty good entrance. It's 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 definitely one of the better ones. So and I don't you guys. Everybody knows I'm not a fan of him. So no, I you definitely him don't nine, like him. So. The fact that you've rated him this high so far has been pretty surprising to me. Stretch, what do yeah. you got? Uh, nine for me as well. The Straight Edge Society gimmick was great. His Best in the World run was great. His Heyman run was great. So he's Straight Edge like, Society is my favorite version. I actually don't know anything about a Heyman run. So we'll yeah. have to educate myself maybe off the podcast on that one. Oh, you can talk about it for a second. We're talking about him. So Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, he was he was a Paul Heyman guy for a portion of his 434-day reign as champ. and. Okay. It was pretty damn, you know, pretty damn spicy, that pairing. It's actually surprising me that you'd put, like, usually, like, at least modern times, like, you know, current times, Heyman's only with people who cannot speak on the mic. That was a weird right. pairing. So, the, that, the whole punk, Heyman, whatever, like, that's where, like, I started to like punk less when The Rock beat him because all the internet nerds were like, oh, my God, The Rock beat CM Punk. This is terrible. And I was like, fuck you guys. <laughs> so eat a dick. I'm like, I was happy that The Rock beat CM Punk. So, like, I think me and CM Punk diverged some more there because I didn't like the internet community for whining and crying about that. So, J-Bone. Uh, I gave him a nine as well. Yeah, you know, I, I like this entrance uh, music. And I, I'm the one, not nine. I gave him an eight, but again, that's could be almost blamed for me not really seeing a bunch of his stuff. So here comes CM Punk's category. Yep. Hit. All right. So uh, five across the board. What do you got, Wally? Five. I gave him a Uno. Yep. I figured. Stretch. I went with a two. <laughs> J Bone. Uh, yeah, I went with two. And I also went with a Uno. Um, we, we all know why. This is the Stone Cold drop your ball and go home, bitch. Yep, but whereas Stone Cold ranked a little higher because of his impact overall on wrestling, CM Punk didn't have quite that same uh, overall impact that would boost him above a one for me. Yeah. So. He well, still, his, his name still gets chanted it, it when does. the segment is shit. <laughs> it's a meme I know, now. but yeah. that's, that's – like, if they want to chant for him in Chicago, that's fine. But anywhere else, it's, it's dumb yeah. at this point. At this, it's at like, this point. At this point, it's gotten funny to see how people react in the ring to a CM Punk chant. Like, you know, Vince has had a funny response once to one, and Triple H has. Like like I said, it's a meme now at this point. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is where marching to the beat of your own drummer came to back to bite him yes. in the ass. So, because right. he did drop his ball and go home, and clearly he doesn't care that he did it. So... And despite all that, he still scores a solid 31, which puts him in seventh place. Which he he's good at all this other stuff, even though I don't like him. I'm not yep. gonna like discredit him for like you know he was good at what he does. So, and then all right, back to the birthday boy stretch. You're gonna finish this up only with Okada. One person left. Yep. Yep. Mr. Okada. In ring, please. Uh, Fifteen. His matches with Kenny were great. He's had other matches with uh, God. What is his name? He had matches with Tanahashi when he first came up to win the belt. He's got a feud with Jay White right now that I think is going to be really good. And, uh, yeah, he's been ruling Japan for a while. He's been their ace. I bet I gave him a 14. As did I, J-Bone. 14. I made a mistake. Hang on, 14. 
this is this is his category. Fifteen. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and of this of of the the four things, this is definitely his category. He's another one of the greatest in ring performers currently. So. Yeah. yeah, I don't think we give a grade for Mike skills. Can we? <laughs> it's it's tough. Yeah. Unfortunately, so, he gets penalized here. I think again, like not. I actually era, had to have conversations with Wally on this one because I've. Outside of a couple of matches that's been recommended, I'm like, I haven't seen a single promo. Does he speak any English? <laughs> so Wally and I, I think we're going to go a little bit lower on this one. But because I, I was willing to at least give him the benefit of the doubt, like, do I give him points if they're good Japanese promos? Like, does he have good Japanese promos? Can I get any comments on this? I couldn't really find a lot without doing too much research. But Stretch, what, what, what's yeah, well, Stretch, the what do you give on him? <clears throat> yeah. Um, like I said, he's been sort of the ace of New Japan. So he does cut cut fairly decent promos but again from us being from an american's perspective we're not going to understand them as easily as a japanese fan would so that's going to kind of rank him lower i think for all of us but he's essentially like he's japan's version of i don't want to say cena because he puts on better in-ring work than cena like he's more of a workhorse than cena was like he has more move diversity but he's he's sort of like their total package like he can cut pretty decent promos. He's great in the ring. Like he has the look. Um, but again, for us being a U.S. audience, I think it's going to rank lower for us because sure. we only really have exposure to his Japanese promos. Yeah. What'd you give him then? I went right down the middle. I went five. Four. I went five. Oh, hang on here. Wally went four. Jabo went five. Right, Jabo, five. Yeah. And I went three, just because again I couldn't. I mean, you know, that's maybe a discussion for another time, but like, just we could have a quick, like, one minute conversation, maybe with, with Stretch on this one. Do, mm-hmm. I guess, what do the Japanese look for out of a good promo? Is it something similar to what we look for in the US audience? Like, so with the Japanese audience, it's been sort of put on record by like Kenny and the Bucks and all these guys who have wrestled, you know, both in America and uh, Japan the Japanese audience are very like respectful. Like they won't like sure. pop during a promo or interrupt you or during a promo or try They're and start a <laughs> Yeah. They essentially, they essentially sit on their hands until, you know, a wrestler concludes, like has a defiant end to a promo and then they give their reaction. So you don't know sort of sometimes you can't read a Japanese crowd with their okay. promos. So that can kind of be hard for some guys as, you know, Kenny and the Bucks have said, you know, when they first went over there, it was kind of weird. Like they didn't know how to read people and, my you know, guess would be that the comedy isn't as big a deal over there either. I felt I feel like uh, that crowd is more serious. I mean, it, it has its space. I mean, look at like Michael Nakazawa. He was big in Japan for a while. Um, it's just very like select, like Jap- uh, Japanese fans idea of humor, like for Nakazawa, for example, is a guy rubbing baby oil over himself. And he's like the top comedy wrestler over there for a while. <laughs> and over here, we're like, mm, that's kind of weird. Like, I don't know. And then, so it's just it's it's cultural differences, honestly. Sure. Like, yeah. I just since since you seem to know a bit more about this, maybe at some point we'll have to do an episode where you're uh, hosting it as a uh, educating us with New Japan and giving us some homework assignments. Yeah. Maybe we can. Uh, I'd be down. <laughs> educate. I'd, I'd like to be educated with the uh, New Japan wrestling. So. Yeah. But for now, then let's go back over though to his look. I went with a six. Um, he again. He had a run after he first won the belt from Tanahashi where he was like the ace, they called him. And he had like this, you know, golden blonde hair and he had all this, you know, stylish entrance gear that's full of sparkles and rhinestones and all this stuff. And, you know, he was beloved by everybody. Uh, He kind of fell off after that. You know, he maintained that gimmick through his feud with Kenny. And then he sort of went to a a gimmick that some people like, but I wasn't really fond of. He sort of went with like a, 
like a homage to Pennywise, sort of. He had like these long red pants. He dyed his hair red. He start, he carried around a balloon to the ring once. Like, oh wow! <laughs> yeah, some people liked it. I wasn't really that fond of it, so just went with a six. Sort of a little bit above average for me. Sure, J Bone. I went seven. Me too. Me too. I just basically all I did was I just typed in his name and then went images, and I just like I like that look. I like that look. He's got some pretty good hair here, so. <laughs> <laughs> And then let's go intangible. I went with a four. Me also. Four. Are we okay? Four across the board. Yeah, he he is New Japan. Like uh, New Japan generationally has you know one person that sort of carries the torch for the company for a while. I mean, sort of like WWE does, but not really now. They sort of have a couple different people. But um, it, it's been uh, Okada for a while. Like I mentioned, Hiromu Tanahashi was the guy for years and years, and then uh, Okada had a series of matches where he beat him, and then. Kenny was the guy for about a year or two, and then he left. So it's back to Okada now, and they're sort of building up Jay White to, I think, sort of take his place. Okay. So that puts him at 29.25, which ties him with Finn Balor for 10. So that's our list. Let me go through it. Uh, Adam Cole, number one, 35.5. Number two, Kenny Omega in even 35. Number three, we have AJ Styles with 34.25. Number four, who's number? Wait. Do we have a tie at third? At third? And Seth Rollins uh, tied for third, 34.25. Uh, fifth, we have Gargano, 33.75. Sixth is KO. I should say in this case, Kevin Owens, since we have three KOs. <laughs> Kevin Owens with 32.25. Uh, then in seventh place, CM Punk at 31. Eighth, we have Nakamura with 30.5. Uh, do I have another eight? Okay, there nine is Cody Rhodes with thirty. Tied at ten, we have Okada and Finn Balor at twenty nine point two five, and then after that, I believe is Ciampa at twelve twenty eight point seven five, and then Brock Lesnar at a nineteen seven five. I mean, my top five was Cole Gargano, Kenny, AJ, and Seth. Those were the five guys that were in not the same order. Yeah, on this, but that was my five. That's pretty close overall. I there, think so. that that's that's who the five. If if we had had more, if we had had more like stuff with Okada, he probably would be up higher. So, sure. but the, I, the, I agree the, with that. the top five is is who I think the five best wrestlers in the world are right now. Mm-hmm. Our top five. Mm-hmm. So it's not Owens' fault that WWE is wasting him. Yeah. I also think Owens would be up higher if he was in a program that mattered and if WWE wasn't ruining him. So. Yeah. yeah Cause yeah, I gave him a three and on that intangible and I kind of didn't mention it then, but for that, one of those reasons is he's not used enough. It's not his fault, but it counts against him. So yeah, had we all ranked him a bit higher than the intangibles too, that probably would have bumped him up to at least the top five. So. We should have put somebody else other than Brock on here. I realize now, cause all this did was make Brock look, look like terrible. <laughs> I think that upset me a little bit because I don't think he deserves to be shit on that much. So. Well, we went a little bit shorter than I thought we would. If you want to rate Randy Orton real quick, we could do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, Orton's going to finish higher than Brock. So You don't want to see I, that? <laughs> yeah, I even I, – fat ass might even rank higher than Brock at this point, and as much as that pains me – Not happening for me. <laughs> I just – I got salty with Brock because I, I don't – I didn't like that he we should uh, you guys were shitting on him that much. I think he deserves a little bit better than that. <laughs> well, when I, you're when you're making him worse than Hogan, I think that hurts a little. I bit. did not make him worse than Hogan. <laughs> to be fair, 
So I think that hurt a little bit because I think he's maybe on the same level with Hogan. So I think he's a little bit better wrestler than Hogan. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think <laughs> stretch me. It's like my birthday. If I want to give him a two, I'm going to give him a two. Can't stop me. <laughs> it's my day. <laughs> I mean, obviously there was some miscommunication because I said you could base it on what he did before 2010 too. We were just lumping his career into now. So like he, that, I guess that's the part is like, he definitely did something special in those two years for sure. Like he was in the match with angle and he was in, you know, some of the best matches of all time. Then I, he doesn't put on matches of the year ever anymore. I understand that. But if what, you know, what he did those other two years though, you can't like pretend that didn't happen. So well, it's not a good look either for what the last five, six years when you show up, you know, once a month or whatever. No. That, that kind of I, I ranked him higher in the ring because of what he did from 02 to 04. Like, it, that's the part of Brock's career that I remember the most because that's when oh, I yeah, started liking Brock. That's when I started liking Brock Lesnar. I just am not going to stop liking him just because he comes back and WWE makes him like a fixture that they only mm-hmm. let him show up once every four months and he wrestles in 10 minute matches. Like, you know, that's. I don't know how that's WWE and that's probably him getting diverticulitis. Like, you know, it obviously changed things for him. So, and Brock's not going to be like, Oh, I want to do all this stuff. You're going to pay me $2 million. I'll just do whatever bullshit you tell me to go out and do. He's not the guy that's going to be like, Oh, I want to give the people more than what they want. He's definitely not that guy. (laughs) No, he's in business for himself. That's for sure. Yeah. I don't think that this makes him a terrible wrestler just because he's last on this list. You know, he's still, being on this list, you know, says something, you know. Yeah, I know. I, it's it's more upsetting that he finished lower than Hogan point wise. I think that's more upsetting oh, to me because yeah, I, I think it. Hogan, I think Hogan's terrible. So the only thing I give Hogan credit for is maybe he's done more for wrestling than Brock has. But any other category, I'd give Brock over Hogan. That's it. Yeah, sure. So then just we we should have picked somebody else the, to. We should have picked somebody else to put on this list other than Brock. I think now. So looking, well, we struggle. We struggle to try right. to find this guy. <laughs> Yeah. Just out of curiosity, though, Stretch, I'll give you the last comment before we move on to the next segment. Hogan versus Brock, what do you got? Uh, Even if you're going to re-rate it, but uh, just do it real quick in your head, like personal and then even like rank them, you know, you know, like, like, are you are you asking if they were in a match together? Who would I pick, or just who? Just like overall, like if you uh, um, if, if you could only take one of them, if you could only take one of them <clears throat> to, uh, you had to pick one of them to watch their matches or to, to watch them. Yeah, and, if and you could only here, pick one of them. We're talking about the worst of the best, so this is still not a shameful <laughs> category to be in. <laughs> so, um, so Hogan did more for a generation, uh, meant more to wrestling. Brock is more of a superstar. And he has more, I'd say Brock has more mainstream recognizability nowadays because of UFC. And granted, he wasn't a success in the NFL, but because he was in the NFL for a couple preseason games and he has that on his resume, he's a former UFC champion. Uh, go Brock, honestly, on that. But just because Brock's matches have more, you know. Substance? Well, a little bit more? More more on the other end, like competitor-wise. He's had matches with AJ Styles, with Daniel Bryan, with Seth Rollins with Roman that have all been good. And whereas I go with back and watch Mysterio, watch a, even. Watch a, I go back and watch a Hogan versus Andre, a Hogan. I mean, Hogan versus Savage was decent. I go back and watch, uh, you know, Hogan fight the monster of the week, the King Kong Bundy's, the, you know, Paul Orndorff's, the whoever else, and just kind of formulaic. 
So you take so. Brock? Yeah. Fair so enough. I just... Hogan is the worst of the best. Okay. I feel better now. All right. Well, let's move on. Let me get to my notes here, but we're going to be talking to you all out after some technical difficulties from the host. How embarrassing. Uh, so, J-Bone, since you watched the entire pay-per-view from start to finish more than <laughs> once, I understand. <laughs> do you want to start this off? All right. Uh, so, J-Bone, unfortunately, was able to watch this one. So, he's going to be a little bit quiet for even for J-Bone. Um, they, they, they didn't have technical difficulties. They, said they had some other kind of difficulties during this pay-per-view. So. Yeah. Let's just – I mean, we'll kind of go through uh, match by match here. Um, <laughs> So, okay, Private Party versus Dark Order. The only reason I want to talk about this for any length of time was that Private Party looked good and we got to see Gin and Juice. We got to see Gin and Juice. We got to, we got to see Private Party, period, on a pay-per-view. True. Yeah. So, solid match, though. So, that's fine. They deserve better, but yep. somebody has to be, like, the mid-card or AEW Dark, and that's where Private and, Party is right now. And, and they're still young, so there's still time. Yeah. All they're right. fun, though. They're really fun to watch, so. And we have... Britt Baker versus J-Bone's girlfriend, Big Swole, <laughs> in a tooth and nail match, in which, oddly, we all had predicted Baker to win that one. Swole won in a very odd choice from AEW. Even that happening, I still actually had fun with this match. I yeah, me it. too. I, I liked it. It was fun. Reba, Reba was or whatever, she was fun when she got tossed in the dumpster. And, well, and then that crush came out of nowhere. and just Yeah. Like, Brit, or when Britt tra- tranquilized herself. Her. Yes. Brett constantly yelling for his hilarious Reba. Yes. <laughs> My final um, before it was Baker gets gassed early for the loss. Uh, um, you did you did skip one match on the pre-show though. Did I? Which Janela versus Serpentico? I don't uh, know. Zach if I did saw not that. watch. Zach did not arrive until after that was gotcha. over. Yeah. Joey Joey Janela had pretty much a nothing match with oh, Serpentico. We were having our own technical difficulties there, <laughs> yeah, Wally, for that. That's part. when that happened. That, that so we missed. We saw some of that match, but it was not yeah. relevant. Yeah, it was it was okay. It was like something you would see on AEW Dark. And uh, I was disappointed that Britt lost. I don't yeah. know, understand why you bring her back. And apparently, I read somewhere that she wasn't even still at 100 percent clearance yet. I so. thought I could kind of tell that. Also, the whole time I just kept going like, "Oh my, like be careful, girl, be careful. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't, don't hurt don't yourself. Be, <laughs> don't be out for another six months." I kept like talking like Big Swole, like, "Don't you dare hurt her. You be gentle." You know? <laughs> <laughs> this is That's probably treasured. <laughs> probably why they leaned on more of a cinematic match, honestly, because Britt yeah. probably isn't 100 percent yet. Probably more like a 85, 90 percent. Yeah, Jay got to of... celebrate when I texted him. He's like, "Sweet, Jay Swole won." <laughs> <laughs> Why even have a match then if she's not 100% yet? Or, I mean, why even do it then? Right. Probably just to get a name on a pay-per-view. Because they know how desperate they are for a – Yeah, but to, have, to, to do that and have her lose, it's just it's, – Right. Yeah. I just don't it, it discredited her I mean, kind of – Well, the feud's I mean, over supposedly between them. I mean, the they're, feud's building, over. they're building a future star in Big Swole, guys. Come right. On. And, and I read <laughs> that yeah. she's – yeah, and I've read people say that she looked really good and she's making an impression. And I'm just like, what the fuck are you watching? She, she looked really good in a pre cinematic match. Cinematic yeah. <laughs> Where she's not even the better wrestler in the scenario. So, she's the third right, best was... wrestler in that match. <laughs> Behind Reba? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, let's... I agree with that. Yep. Okay. Jurassic Express versus the Bucks. Best Probably match. Best match of the night. By far, yeah, it turns I out. I agree. Yep. Best match. I mean, I my notes were basically it's the Bucks doing what they do best, and that Jungle Boy is, in my opinion, pretty underrated. Mm-hmm. One of the features of the brand. 
Jungle Boy is underrated. He's underappreciated. I don't really like Luchasaurus. Not a fan. Don't care about him. Um, the best part of the match was, was when Marco Stunt gets yes, super bullied yes, partied. When he when he got when uh, Matt Jackson kicked the crotch out and then super kicked Marco Stunt. That was yeah. the five star part of the night. So because at that I, Zach's like. They're not that heel. Nah. I didn't, no, I They're didn't not going to so. do it. And then I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then they did. Yeah. <laughs> Beat up the midget. <laughs> Fun times. And that match the, was really good. There was Bucks a lot of cool the spots. That one. And it, it's just, when yeah. once again, I'm going to reiterate, when the Bucks are in a match, it doesn't matter who they're mm. fighting. You almost have to watch the match because you're like, okay, they may do something we've never seen before. And even their tag team moves that we see all the time, they're still really fun to watch because they're innovative and they do, they just do cool stuff. So right. yeah. My final note for the match was that if uh, young bucks ever want a third jungle boy is the perfect fit. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He's got, he's got the sideburns, the long yep. hair, the great in ring. Yeah, he's got the look and he's got the same in ring type style too. So if they ever want, if ever one of them wants to take a break, they can always substitute in jungle boy. So let's go on then to the casino battle Royale. This is where the night took a legitimate turn. turn. <laughs> just, <laughs> right off <laughs> Fall off the and cliff we, on this one and we were also excited too because this got moved from the pre-show to the main show yep. just so we could see uh matt seidel come out and botch the shooting Fantastic. star <laughs> such a botch somebody beautiful. put somebody put butter on those ropes <laughs> yes. it was a it was a botch like and that's what that guy's career has been to me botch hurt botch hurt and then Archer wins, whatever. Don't yeah. really need to talk about that. The other thing, though, just and everyone talked about it, was the Darby spot. It was kind of like a, ooh. Yeah. a it was sloppy to set up, and then the actual um, spot itself was kind of extreme. Which maybe you know Jay would like that, but I didn't. Overall, I didn't. Well, I didn't. Like, Once again, in a battle royal. Yeah. Let's all stand around and watch them put the body bag in the ring with the tacks in it, and then Darby. Oh, here, let me put my leg yeah. in there for you. Let me shoulder my way into this thing. Yeah. It really took away from the legitimacy of what they're trying to do. Yep. And, like, I actually thought Brian Cage looked pretty good in the Battle Royal. He yes. did some cool stuff. Mm -hmm. And the guy's got talent. Like, he's kind of a meathead, but he has talent. Like, he's almost a better version of Brock Lesnar because he can do some stuff that – and they're like, oh, we don't know what to do with him. And I really found myself, guys, close to the end, I found myself rooting for Eddie Kingston because Jay picked him, and that was a very dark horse pick. Yep. And he almost won. <laughs> so, Ooh, and, and then Zach and I were right, correct? Zach and I picked Archer? Yeah. Yep. So, and as, as I said before you, I think before you were on the earlier chat with us, Jay, somebody, I saw somebody put Lance Archer equals Dollar General Alistair Black, and that's fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> so... I think Lance Archer is a piece of shit and is never going to change. Jake the Snake is garbage on the mic at this point, so he's not even helping. So that's a train wreck. Yep. Overall, yeah, just super disappointing there. And then also super disappointing. <laughs> Sammy versus Matt Hardy. Match of the year. Match, Match of the year. Dis disappointing and legitimately scary. Yes. Like so my notes are Sammy with the victory. No, wait, question mark Matt Hardy. Um, my, my only note is, uh, what the, yeah, um, what the fuck yeah. the, was the, that? The sheer like negligence of the doctors yes. and the medical team of all elite wrestling to let that, let Matt continue wrestling. Like 
he can say he's fine all he wants, but sure. we can tell that he yeah. just knocked his brains on the yes. concrete. Like, I mean, so obviously they messed that spot up. I've watched it so many times now. I think they're both to blame on this one. I'm not going to lie. I've watched it enough now that – because, like, it was sure Sammy speared him, but also it wasn't that hard of a spear. It was really looked like Hardy kind of controlling the fall, and he just overshot. Mm-hmm. Maybe Sam oh. went in a little bit hot, but and they, they, they practiced they it too. Yes. Supposedly they twice. practiced it twice. And, they practiced it, and they could have honestly placed another table at the end of yes. those two and made it easier. Like have three tables. Why the hell not? But, like, and yeah. the, and the, and the whole nonsense with okay, the match is over, yes. and then the restarting over. the match was that that the might be rang. some of the dumbest shit yeah. I've ever seen on a wrestling yeah. event, no matter and, what company. And the only reason I feel like they restarted it is because, you know, the stipulation of if Matt right. loses, he's done. Like, But again, we talked about this. You could have found podcast. a way around that. Like, right. Yeah. Or he could just Don't be like, Don't do this no, gimmick like, anymore. So I what? got hurt. I'm not, I'm not leaving. Like, you, yeah. you have to beat me fair well, and square if I'm going to leave. There's so many his, ways you can get out of it. His gimmick is literally stronger than death. You can't kill yes. me. Like, yep. I, and he like, has and he has five gimmicks. So yeah. you don't do that gimmick anymore. Whoop-de-doo. Like, yeah. he's, he's got 18 gimmicks, so you just yeah. pick one. Yeah, I just AEW is so scared of you know oh shit like in the moment what do we do we can't you know mess up the stipulation we have to do yep. the finish regardless come on like and find then, this, and then find this let's have this thing. guy with the borderline concussion climbing up twenty five feet that's a real smart idea too so yep. right I mean again I guess kudos to Sammy for taking another really sick spot though <laughs> like yeah. that likes to fall from heights what yeah. just what this. But what overall, a, the, just the a train feud. Wreck. The feud in general had all kinds of promise, and it was terrible. Yep, yeah. it was a this, terrible feud. If if the battle royal is where the night took a turn, this is where the night hit a screeching halt. <laughs> no, this is. I'll, I'll find if I can find it. It's like a gif of the car going off a cliff, and it rolls, and then yeah. it explodes <laughs> at the bottom. That's this pay per view. So, Edgar, <laughs> do something the car like went that. Off the cliff, now it's rolling. Yeah, yeah. and exploding. All right, Sheeta versus Thunder Rosa. I really mean, good match. Very Pretty good, good match. match, yeah. And, but, the but, problem is they made Thunder Rosa look really strong, and she lost. Yep. Yeah, but they kind of booked themselves into a corner because are you going to have somebody from another company who you don't know if you're going to sign long-term take the championship? Sure, then you just give it to Britt like three weeks, like you but, know, next month. <laughs> I just yeah. – then don't let – don't make Thunder Rosa look like a beast then. They, Thunder Rosa was the best part of that match mm-hmm. going away. Like yep. she – 75% of that match – yeah. She was dominant, That's, and I don't like, like I don't like WWE. I don't like anybody when somebody dominates a match like that, and then somebody sneaks out the back. And she does a face, so it's not like a heel sneaking out the back door, cheating to win or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like I had said in the predictions podcast too. Like Thunder Rose is damn good. Like don't be yep. surprised she has a good showing, but she doesn't. The, they're not. I didn't put their champion to lose. I didn't particularly like the spot where she was like sitting on the steps waiting for Sheeta to jump on her because that looked like it took way too long. She was just sitting there like, are you going to jump sometime? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't particularly like that spot. I thought that was not good. But the match was good. I just think the ending was completely wrong for the way they booked that match. It just goes to show how thin the AEW women's division is right now. Yep. I mean, to the point where, I mean, honestly – any show should book Thunder Rosa though. Uh, that, that, I'm, I'm a huge fan now. She's I've yeah, really seen her before. I, I don't care what show, like some major you know promotion needs to book her because she deserves to be in the spotlight. I think I read WWE tried and she told them no. Yep. Okay. Yep. I mean, I guess maybe good for her. She has something obviously in sight for her own career. So maybe, hopefully she finds a home at AEW because dear Lord, do they need her? Next up, we have Dark Order versus the Natural Nightmares, blah, 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 broski. Um, my what two notes f- are yawning so much is my first note, and then for the ending, excuse me, what? 
As in, yeah. why in the world did the Natural Nightmare team take that one? This was so, another another unanimous pick, right? That we yes. all got wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Dustin could fight Brody Lee. That's exactly why they and won to set up that. Right. So it was, and then that 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 other team is is garbage. So the Dark Order. I don't know. Like Brody was mad about them losing. Brody should have been mad even backstage in real life about them losing because it yeah. made no sense. It makes no sense. Here you are. They you're made... trying to give them legitimacy, and you have them lose this match. They should yeah. have come out and <laughs> should have been a squash match again. Well, I, was I don't to... like the Dark Order, just... and here I am defending them. This is how they... bad booking this is. They just made Brody look so strong too by kicking the living shit out of Cody, and then you have him lose like to a group of people that are mishmashed together, like mm-hmm. and a 52 year old guy. Yep. Well, well, thankfully, he creamed the 52-year-old guy on Dynamite, so. All right. Yep, let's just move on. That, FTR. The wheels are still coming off at yes. this point. The <laughs> yeah. wheels are still – we're still not to the where we, we – the wheels are still coming off at this point. Yep. All right, so then we have FTR versus Omega and Hangman. Overall, solid. Mm-hmm. Ten minutes too long, in my opinion. The match dragged and um, – Got I the don't... desired outcome, though. Got, well – we knew that was coming. We yeah. knew like that. Well, but they. I'm talking but, about like both FTR winning and uh, Kenny, you know, kind of storming out and all of that, and saying this place needs a cleaning. Yep. Uh, and then we got the Young Bucks mi- thrown in the mix with him, which we didn't necessarily know that that was going to be part of this. Is the Young Bucks, you know, Kenny trying to get the Young Bucks with him? Essentially, mm-hmm. it seems like the whole elite may be turning heel together now instead right. of just Kenny. So. Yeah. Um. It was the problem is they were trying to be the match that Hangman and Kenny had with the Bucks, and it wasn't that match. It wasn't better than that match. It was probably a point below. Like I, if I would, I would give that match at Revolution a five. This was like a three point seven five or a four, maybe. Yeah. So, and we got to see Omega kind of go the cleaner towards the end. He said clean or cleaning or cleaning up like yeah, something like that. one minute period. So, I mean, you know, we're going the right direction there. Uh, next up we have orange Cassidy versus Jericho and a mayhem mimosa, which was, I mean, it was fine. The was wheels, fine. the wheels stopped. The, the wheels came back. My, here. My, right. my only gripe with this match is, I mean, I get it. Like the object, one of the ways to finish the match is, you know, get your opponent in the vat and then it's over, but they didn't, stress that you had to get their whole body in oh, it yeah until midway through the match you know we'd already dunked legs and a head and, and a an face. arm <laughs> in yeah. there yeah like, i actually kind of wish like, that orange would have taken a sip when one time like, he's getting lowered in he should have just like a <laughs> <laughs> pull, pull a straw out of his pocket yeah that would have been that would have been jericho ate the win up and now it's a meme so or the loss like yeah, he's, he's made they'll turn the loss tub. into a meme he's like oh i just fell in a pool of yeah. orange colored water whoop-de-doo yeah. go, so well, go look at his instagram or his twitter he's like retweeting and reposting all these memes like photos people photoshopping him into like like somebody's cup of coffee or like somewhere like a hot tub somewhere like yeah. he he let orange cassidy he gave him the push he let him win so props to jericho for letting orange cassidy get the push out of this now, and let that feud be done Yes. It, it, it's, it's pretty much done, I think. Yeah. So, so the match was – it was fine. Like I said, I think yeah. in the FTR match, we started riding the ship a little bit, and then this match, like, got the ship back to where we were, at least where we needed to be. So the match wasn't – it was better than their last match. I'll at least say that. It wasn't better than the first match they had, but I think it was better than match number two. Sure. Mm-hmm. I agree. And now let's finish out the show an hour five of their pay-per-view <laughs> <laughs> with uh, Moxley versus MJF. 
the match was good, but when you have to, a stip, when you have a stipulation that's going to ban a certain move, you know that move is going to sneakily be used. Yeah, so. for Moxley to cheat to win, Moxley's not a heel or a face; he's a tweener. But that was like corny, and it's still, I just, it's, it still gives MJF credibility, though he lost to a move that was banned. Like they still. just built. They wasted all that build-up to me. Like, if you're going to build this up like that, then I think MJF needed to win. I'm disappointed that he didn't because I just think that they wasted. Yeah. Even and though he's going to fight again sometime, we know it's going to happen again. But and, and now we're sort of moving him back out of the title picture and what seems to be him and Wardlow breaking up. Yep. So, I mean, he'll be out of the picture probably for a while, but we know he'll be back. It was it was a decent match. I mean, it wasn't. It, it was fine. It, it, it just and, and MJF did look strong in a loss in this match. He did look like he belonged in the main event, but it just when when the when the whole pay per view kind of turned into a train wreck at a point. I was just like, okay, maybe MJF will win and salvage the night, and then that didn't really happen. So it kind of was like even Zach was like. Maybe MJF will win, and this will fix this temp at least somewhat, and then it didn't happen, so it was just not – it ended up being uh, the worst AEW pay-per-view so far. Yeah. This is the first one I actually watched. I mean, this, I've seen two now. One, I broke the law. FBI, don't come get me. Uh, <laughs> did buy this one. Um, but yikes. Yeah. And we're also used to – two-and-a-half-hour WWE pay-per-view, so watching a five-hour pay-per-view, Zach was like, holy shit, yeah, I'm falling I mean, asleep. Yeah. Was, even, like, my notes, I barely took notes of that last match. I mean, I don't have, like, ADD or anything like that, but, but by the end, I'm like, I just want this to be over, please. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how some of us – that's how me and Eli felt when we were at WrestleMania. We were like, oh, just we get sat, this over with. We, we sat there for eight hours for <laughs> <laughs> All right, so – who, Mr. Scorekeeper, won this crisp fiver from the losers? The birthday boy. And he won. Stretch. He won like five, four or five matches deep. He had already won. So, yeah. like, he had – I, I, I did horrible. So, this is – it's embarrassing how bad I did on this one. So, I, try, I basically kind of did what Eli did in the last one. That We just had two combined nights. So, it helped right. Eli – I did what Eli did at SummerSlam. Basically, picked every match wrong. So, and even the ones we all picked together, we got wrong. That's the worst thing when you mm. all four of us pick something it's, and it seems that obvious, and then they don't win. That's it's almost like Vince McMahon booking there. Ha ha! I'm gonna right. get you guys. Ha ha! I'm gonna have the garbage team beat the Dark Order. Ha ha! Right. Uh, Zach, do Wally and I have time for a story? You sure do. All right, so Wally and I are going to delve into our experience from going to AEW All Out 2019. Um, so the event was in Chicago. Wally lives in Ohio. I drove there from where I live to – we spent a night at his house, and then the next day we drove to Chicago to do some sightseeing, check in our hotel, and then go to the pay-per-view. So Wally Actually, we met the Young Bucks first. Yes, we went to Pro Wrestling Tees. that and at least. Yeah. I mean, we got, we got to meet the Young Bucks. That was great. Awesome. Send the editor to that picture so he can put it up. Yeah, perfect pose. Um, so They Wally, are awesome. They are awesome. So Wally booked a hotel, and it said um, – what did it say? You, you're like, you know, this is decently close to the Sears Center. Like, we'll be fine to, like, take an Uber there and, you know, potentially maybe walk back. Like, we'll see. And um, so the weather was great. You know, we had eaten some food. 
oh, side story before we get into going to the event. This, this hotel was uh, under questionable management. So uh, night one when we were there, uh, we were like, okay, you know, thanks, there's a pool. Thanks, Eli. You're going to embarrass there's a, me. Thank, no, thank you. There's, there's a pool at this hotel. You know, we'll, we'll go swimming. You know, it, it, we had read on the website this pool closes at, what, 9 or 10, Wally? And this was like, you know, probably 8.15. We go down to the front lobby because the pool is, you know, uh, the room for the pool is right next to the front desk. And it's like a glass door so you can see through it. And they lock it at 9. So we go there and we try and go in the pool. All the lights are off. And we pull on the door and it's locked. And it's 8.15. We're like, what the hell? So we're like looking behind the front desk, looking for the guy. And he finally comes out of like his back room. We're like, hey, like, you know, what's the deal with this? And he's like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And he goes and unlocks it. And then uh, we had had a bit of toilet problems in our room before this. Wally uh, dropped some kids off at the pool that <laughs> didn't want to go to school yet. Um, and so Browns did not, the Browns still did not want to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Wally was trying to tell this kind man who English was not his first language. <laughs> Uh, he's trying to tell this man in the nicest way possible, hey, I took a massive dump in the toilet and it clogged. He's trying to say it, you know, hey, you know, something, we're having toilet problems, like, you know, uh, something happened. And the guy's like not understanding. He's like, what? What do you mean? Like, what are you trying to tell me? And while he like was trying not to say I took a massive shit and like I need a plunger. But finally, he's like, hey, like, can we get a plunger like up to this room? And the guy's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, and then we're like, by the way, you know, can we get in the pool? So pool wasn't anything special. Fast forward to the next day. Uh, we look at our phones and look at the Sears Center and we see it's, you know, X amount of miles. It was like four miles. It said it was like four miles walking. Yeah. Like it was going to take us like an hour to get there. Yeah. So we were like, you know, it's a nice day. We, this was at like what, 3 PM and the, the pre-show started at like five or six. It was probably about four, four, somewhere four, four 30 ish. I'm going to say. So we were like, you know what? It's a nice day. Like we don't really want to pay for an Uber because we did have limited amount of money to spend on this trip. Uh, We didn't want to pay for an Uber. So we're like looking at our phones. So it's a pretty straight shot if we walk. So we're like, what the hell not? We'll walk there and we'll do an Uber back at the end of the night. So we start walking. It's all fine and dandy. We walk sort of off the main road and onto like this dirt road. And it goes back. It's, you know, off of normal dirt road, pretty scenic. And we get There's a highway to, next to us, essentially. The whole yeah. like time we were walking, there was a highway right next to us. Yeah. So we can see, you know, cars driving by and all that. Not like we're on some secluded road. But we get to a point and I see a sign and like there's this big gate that's open and you can see sort of like construction equipment and trucks in the background in this big building off to the left. And it, this, there's a sign that says like no entry permitted without hard hat. And I pointed out to Wally, I'm like, hmm, that's kind of weird. Why would they have that sign there? But the doors are open. So I was like, the doors are open. Our route is telling us to go straight through this. We got to go through this. <laughs> so we get about I'd say probably 50 yards into this place and there's like construction equipment everywhere. There's trucks parked everywhere. Obviously we can tell we're probably not supposed to be here, but we're like, I mean, the route's telling us to go here. It must mean we're allowed to go through here. (laughs) So we keep walking and this one gentleman in a, like a work truck with like a bunch of tools and stuff on it pulls up, rolls down his window. He's like, Hey, what the hell are you doing? Like, who, who are you guys? And we're like, Oh no, sorry, sir. Like we're just walking to this event and it's at the Sears center and this see, look, our GPS told us to walk. And he's like, Oh, well, you know, you guys aren't supposed to be here. Like, it's private property and you know we've had people stealing like our trucks and our equipment and stuff like that recently and all of this and we're like oh okay we're sorry we'll turn around and leave and we'll just you know fuck it we'll take an uber and they they also told us if we would have kept walking there was a barbed wire fence that we would have had to climb over 
Yeah. So, so we're like, okay, well, fuck that. We'll just go like, we'll walk back to a main road and just call an Uber. Like we'll, we'll just eat our, eat our losses. And so as I were walking out of this place, we didn't even make it out. And then like, we're probably 30 yards down towards the entrance that we came in at. And another guy pulls up this time in like a sedan, same deal. Hey, who the hell are you guys? What are you doing? We've had people stealing stuff. And we're like, Oh, sorry. Like we're just going into here. Like our GPS said to walk, but we're leaving. Like, don't worry. And he's like, Oh, where are you guys going? Sears center? Okay, I'll give you a ride. Get in. And Wally, Wally, Wally's kind of like, mm, I don't know if I should do that. And I'm in, I'm like behind Wally, like elbowing. I'm like, get in the fucking yeah. car. Get in. He's like, get in. And I'm Eli's like, not that. That's not the way Eli is. And he's like, get in. I was like, I'm like elbowing him. I'm like, get in the car. Like we're getting a free, this is a free ride. Like get in. From a stranger. Yeah. So, so we get in with this guy. We both sit in the back seat. And the guy's like, he's a pretty nice guy. Like, you know, sociable. He's, you know telling us about his work and he told us about the fence like we would have we wouldn't have been able to make it far anyways and so he's like yeah like you know we'll drive you here and he's driving us into this because it's Hoffman Estates which is like a little suburb of Chicago so he's like driving us through and telling us about all these you know, little landmarks and everything in the town and then at one point stuff started to get weird ass cash yeah. or grash <laughs> we, no, it no, gets no, racist all of a sudden yeah. it gets racist yeah he's like telling us about like stuff in the town and like it was pretty cool he's telling us you know some knowledge and some history and everything and he's like oh that place you know that business was good over there until those damn mexicans took over and we're like oh god um oh yeah how how close are we to the event are we almost there like and then he keeps going on and about that and gets more and more like into deep racism. And we're like, this oh, whole yeah. time I have my hand on the door ready to jump out. <laughs> Tuck if, and he roll. Doesn't go, if he doesn't go the direction he's supposed to go, yeah, my Wally, hand is on the door Wally, ready to Wally get the fuck had, out. Wally had one hand on the door and then one on his phone on the GPS, making sure we were going the right way. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there trying to keep this guy in conversation so he doesn't like, you know. Rape you? Yeah. Yeah, essentially. Um, <laughs> So that was going on. And then we finally get to like in front of the Sears Center, like where there's like, you know, crossing guards and everything, like telling you which parking lot to go to if you're going to pay or whatever. And we tell the guy like we're in line with a bunch of other cars. We're like, hey, we'll get out here. We can walk from here. Like, thank you. You didn't have to do that. We're sorry for all the trouble. Like, thank you so much. And we try and pay him like while he tries to hand him some money. And he's like, oh, no, don't worry about it, guys. Like, it's an honest mistake. And he goes, hey, I'll give you one word of advice for tonight. And we're like, well, what's that? He's like, try and grab some tit. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like all right you have a great day <laughs> so i'm going to tell the the after the you wrestling get, part the ladder, of the story get the latter half after all out so all out was fun we had a good time we got to see a lot of neck beards and a lot of unattractive women <laughs> and um so we had fun at the pay-per-view but we we had decided since we walked there we're, we were like okay we're gonna roll uber back to the hotel so when we got out and we had been to WrestleMania and we didn't, we weren't thinking, we remembered how much we had probably seen how much the Ubers were at WrestleMania. So of course this is an event. So we had budgeted like 15 or $20 for the Uber and the Ubers were like double that because it was after an event and they knew people were going to want rides. Yep, so Eli's like, shit, it's going to be an hour if we're lucky before we get an Uber. So, and there was a hotel right by the place that I didn't want to, I probably didn't want to stay in cause it was $50 more a night. So obviously we learned, we learned that lesson that we probably should have stayed there. We'll be, so, we'll be forking over the 50 bucks next time. <laughs> um, so I'm like, I guess we're going to have to walk back to the hotel. So it's <laughs> like 11 o'clock at night. 
in the suburb of Chicago. It's fucking pouring. Freezing rain. And I'm in a pair of shorts and a t-shirt. I don't, I, I don't remember if Eli had pants or shorts. I had shorts on. I think I had jeans and a t-shirt. So, and because we were on one side of the highway, we had to get on the other side of the highway just to walk back because there was no, we knew we couldn't go walk back the way we came. Yeah. So we had to walk like a, probably a quarter of a mile the opposite direction to get to the highway, to get over the highway. And the highway had no sidewalks. So we're walking over a bridge at 1130 at night with cars whizzing by us with no sidewalks. <laughs> yeah. And then right after that, we're in grass up to our fucking knees. So, and it's wet. So we ended up walking about five miles in the rain back at to night. our hotel on a big dark side street in a, a suburb of Chicago. Eventually about, I'd say three miles after, you know, we had walked most of it, we hit neighborhoods that connected to where our hotel was and we got onto some sidewalks and, you know, we were able to use our GPS and it kind of led us to where we needed to be. But that first four miles was something. I, I never was, that was the happiest I ever thought I'd be to get back to that dump motel. <laughs> My knee hurt. I didn't have my knee brace on, so my knee hurt from walking. So I remember at one point Eli's like, "Hey, let's 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 do this for fun." And he's like, "I'll play a wrestling music, and you tell me whose it is." So like yeah. we were that desperate to make the time go that we were we were trying to. I think every time a car came by, I'm like, "If they stop and talk to us, we are not talking to them, Eli. No chance. <laughs> You're no free rides again. And." When we got back to the hotel, right before we went to bed, we, we started talking about the day, and Eli told me, he's like, looking back, maybe we shouldn't have gotten in the car with that guy. That may not have been the right decision. <laughs> but hey, it, we, it gave us a story to tell. That's, yes. It worked out, but at least he was willing to acknowledge, hey, maybe that wasn't a smart idea, looking back. <laughs> yep. If we were dead, it wouldn't have mattered if he had said that. But Right. Fantastic. I love it. All right. So we're going to wrap up this episode. Next week, we're coming back at you with a special episode, non-wrestling related for the most part. We'll surprise you then. So until next week, if life keeps putting you in a pin, kick out in that two count. See you guys later. That was good.